0: We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everybody who hits a football bingo in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app.
1: De DeGenerinos and welcome to another action-packed adventure that we call the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 247 is going to go out to the PFL because the Professional Fighters League. I think that's what it is, Professional Fighters. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, because they are giving us something to talk about this week with no UFC. Uh, they wisely are running their massive end-of-year show where all the champions get crowned and everyone gets a million bucks if they win a championship. And it's smart. Like it's something that we say Bellator should always do is run when the UFC is not running. So that part of it's smart. The fact that it's on pay-per-view and for the um, law abiding citizens of the world, it will have to pay bucks <laughs> minimum to watch it. If if they're above doing a little white collar crime, then that, that that's a negative. Plus, I guess it's probably a negative for fighters. The fact that they have to cut weight and weigh in on Thanksgiving day probably isn't uh, the greatest thing for them, but, Then again, after they cut the weight and weigh in, they can have a Thanksgiving feast, and then everyone will be 50 pounds heavier when they step in the cage on Friday. But anyhow, that's my long-winded introduction. So this goes out to the PFL, and I am one of your hosts of this here podcast, Jeff Chalks Fox. Uh, This upload, we're going to break down all the non-title fights on the card. Um, So we've got five prelim fights and then a uh, women's feature fight that is on the main card that is not for a title. And then tomorrow... We're going to get you six uh, breakdowns, all six title fights. And of course, the man doing the majority of the breaking down. Well, I, I, I give you the stats. He gives you who who your harder earned money should go on. It's the uh, man of the hour, the one and only Daniel Gumby Freeland. Hello. Yeah, but, so I do
0: give the breakdowns for a lot of them.
1: But I was thinking when I was
0: looking at this card, you probably know enough of these people that you, I, you, you could. I was thinking that too. Yeah, like, like I mean, how many times have we talked about the Swedish Denzel Washington, who we'll yeah. talk about tomorrow? Or, you know, I, it's not like you haven't seen 10 Stevie Ray fights, or, uh, I mean, like, you know who Kayla Harrison and Bubba Jenkins are. So, like, yeah, like, you've kind of gotten to the point where uh, you you could probably lay wager on more
1: than one of these. I, I have watched, I guess, every PFL this season, too. So, all right, maybe maybe I'll, I'll throw my picks in, too. How about, I haven't really given it... Too much thought, but maybe I'll make some picks too. What do you say on that? On the fly picks? Sure. Look at this. Why guy. not? Why oh, not? Wow. The opener is going to be hard since we've got a one in one fighter versus an o and o fighter. But um, I'll, I'll go. I'll go if <laughs> and in it, doubt. Go, go chalk,
0: right? And and I would also point out to you. So it is a one in one fighter. It is a one in one amateur fighter too. I would oh, add. Really? Dude. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he is yet to turn pro. And I think this fight is a. As an amateur fight, oh, too, it's an I gotta, amateur
1: fight. That's right. That's right. Yes,
0: yeah, it, yep. it is an amateur fight. So neither of these two have turned pro, and neither of these two will turn pro yet. Which is, by the way, just wild to throw on a, a card of this size. Yes, and it's
1: wild for us to be batting on it. Also, <laughs> yeah.
0: amateur MMA. Um, so that is somewhat wild, but I will give you the lowdown on why uh, it is probably going to be pretty one-sided.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be wild when I beat you too with my picks. With my picks <laughs> we'll call him but, we'll call him Jeff God or yeah.
0: Fox 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 God if you do so. <laughs> yeah,
1: fine. See, it doesn't have quite the ring to it, so uh-huh. we we'll have to come up with, with something better. Um, okay, let's let's jump into these things. Uh, these things before that though, I'm gonna tell you about WinBet. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. As I said before, if you don't live in one of those states, it's time to move. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Your WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet 100, win 800 dollar, dollar uh there's so much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sports gambling slash win bet so they know we sent you that is sports gambling slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 okay pfl time make sure everyone goes and Purchases a pay-per-view right now, so you don't miss any of these exciting fights. Um, PFL 10 is the event. 2022 championships. Friday, November 25th. 5.30 p.m. Eastern is when the prelims start. I also see 6 Eastern. So maybe to be safe, start watching at 5.30. But it could be 6 p.m. I have two different sources, have two different times. And prelims are on ESPN+. Plus. The main card, which we'll talk about on tomorrow's pod, is 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Paper Plus pay per view. And I think that is the case up here, too. I don't think TSN is running it in Canada, sadly. So um, we will start off, as we mentioned already. We're very excited to talk about an amateur fight, apparently. Lightweights, Biagio, Ali Walsh versus Tom Gracer uh, or Grasser. I'm sure Dan knows somehow, right?
0: It's Gracer,
1: if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, great. Gracer is 0 0. Uh, this is his debut of any kind, I think. Um, but,
0: I can actually clarify that. While it's okay. not on tapology, he has fought amateur one time.
1: How do you know this?
0: He's 1-0 with an armbar finish.
1: How do you know this?
0: <laughs> I just know things.
1: <laughs> Plus 285. Uh, Walsh, 1-1 one one with one knockout. He's been submitted once. He did win his last fight. This is his PFL debut. There, uh, obviously, it's Grace debut as well minus 350 uh give me chalk I don't know anything about these guys so I'll, I'll take minus 350
0: yeah so um I would say first of all uh yeah so Grazer has fought one time uh, as an amateur I I did get some like grainy footage of it that I was able to watch um, he he badly got outmatched on the feet uh, and wound up on his back after being kind of like stumbled and then taken down. And then off of his back, he scored an armbar after eating a whole bunch of punches. So obviously, uh, not really a great start to his fighting career. And this is one of those setup fights where there's you got an organization, a young organization, who very clearly likes a prospect and wants to lock them up before anybody else gets them. We've seen that time and time again with Bellator. That's 100% what PFL is doing here. Biagio Ali Walsh is the grandson of Muhammad Ali, uh, which is why uh, they're all over the idea of him possibly being good. He does have like a little bit more of a boxing background than you you would see on the other ones, but because I haven't seen very good like takedowns or anything out of Gracer, I, I don't really think he's all that much of a threat. I do know he trains with uh with Kat Zingano's team um but uh I I don't think that's enough for me to just say like oh yeah suddenly he will have a whole bunch of takedowns that will uh take down this guy who's more talented boxing so yeah I'm gonna say give me Ali Walsh as well
1: perhaps I should have known he was Muhammad Ali's grandson but he looks nothing like him and he's from Montana so how am I (laughs) supposed to guess these things without without googling all right um Hopefully these women aren't related to anyone famous because I don't have any stats uh, or any info <laughs> on that. Women's flyweights: Dakota Dicheva versus Catherine Coron Coronjeans Coronjeans.
0: I actually don't know this one, so I'm gonna. know. Coronjeans
1: like a... Coronjeans Cor- Cor- Coronjeans we'll Cor- Cor- Coronjeans. Maybe yeah. Uh, she's two and one knockout, one submission, so she finished all her fights. This is her PFL debut. Plus two ninety five. That's all I got for her. Dicheva, she's dangerous. I know that. Uh, she she's six and zero with four knockouts, one submission. One known PFL via knockout, TKO, actually. 10 and one as a pro boxer. Was also a three time world champion in Muay Thai. Nine years younger, inch of height, five inches of reach on Cora Genes, minus 350. Obviously, I'm going chalk here with a resume like that.
0: Yeah. And, and again, another one where they're just trying to highlight a prospect. She's 6 and 0. They're giving her somebody 2 0 who they've largely never heard of. I've largely never heard of. Um, And, and like, you know, I I think there are some things about Diceva that I'm not. Super thrilled about. Um, But I love the move to American Top Team because she used to be in England at Manchester Top Team. She, She now, I think, more often trains at American Top Team. Seems to be doing her some good. Um, that, that knee KO last PFL, cause she had a knee to the liver that she scored last time was arguably against a better opponent than she's fighting this time. Uh, Hasna grabber, uh, was, was a little bit better than who she's fighting this time. So, um, yeah, I, I'll go with, uh, the as well.
1: Dinosaurs on the loose again.
0: Yeah. You hear the dinosaurs upstairs
1: that they ate one of your child or <laughs> but they're at least trying to eat one of your children. It sounds like.
0: Yeah. Dear, yeah. Dear, dear. They'll, they'll be all right.
1: Oh, fine. It's just a flesh wound. Okay. Um, Walter Waits, Megabed, Megog, Megamed Karimov versus Gleason t <laughs> Yes, Gleason t still exists. Uh, t is 37 to 16, four knockouts, 15 submissions, four knock. Uh, he's been knocked out four times, submitted twice. Two and two in PFL. Lost his last fight. 16 and 12 in the UFC. Uh, he had a drug test failure there. He also missed weight twice when he was fighting at lightweight. 1999, was his probably MMA debut, plus 390 on him. Megamed Karamov, 30 and 6. 11 knockouts, 9 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. He's won 14 of his last 15 fights. Won his last fight via TKO. He's 11 and 1 in PFL. He was a 2021 uh, PFL finalist and 2018 champion. He was 1 and 0 in World Series of Fighting as well. Used to fight up at middleweight. 2008 was his pro debut. Seven years younger, Three inches of height, three inches of reach on T 400. Obviously, Megamed Karamov is the slam dunk pick here. This is a bit of a mismatch, so give me him.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a slam dunk pick because Gleason T has a way of making every fight look like it's kind of close, even when
1: it's not kind of close. Um, even, even with Habib, that's true.
0: Yeah, even with Habib, or, you know, like there's been a lot of weird decisions for him in PFL. In fact, like I, I think one of his PFL fights that I watched. He should have lost, uh, and he won. And then immediately after that, he should have won one, and they didn't give him the decision. Uh, just, like, weirdness all the time with Gleason Tebow. Um, But I will say this. Like, you know, when you, you look at who he's beating and who he's not beating, he, he largely beats people who, uh, who who he can grapple up, right? Like, Zeferino, for instance, is a guy who he could kind of just, like, put up against the cage and take down and avoid submissions, and he beat them. Um, but like, if he can't out grapple you, he seems to have like no real, uh, path to victory. Like that's, that's clearly what happened with Elsa Although again, I think possibly he won that fight. Um, so with all that being said, yeah, Magomed Karamov is not a guy he's going to be able to grapple. So yeah, give me Magomed Karamov We'll stay Chalky here.
1: We have to be like Moon off the machine and take all the, uh, Avs. Anyone with last name Av, you gotta bet. Like <laughs> in, in, Although, in, in the discord. Mm,
0: I, I might be going against that later on.
1: Oh, we shall, we shall have to wait and see then. All right. um, There's another off coming up. Is there maybe on tomorrow's show? Perhaps. Um, who, who should we move on to now? Uh, let's move on to lightweights. Nathan Schultz versus Jeremy Stevens. Maybe you've heard of him. Lil heathen, Jeremy Stevens, 29 and 20 with one, no contest. 19 knockouts, two submissions, but knocked out three times, submitted four times, one and one in PFL. He's gone one and six with one no contest over his last eight fights. However, he did win his last fight. He went 15 and 18 with one no contest in the UFC. He used to fight at featherweight, missed weight twice uh, that weight. 2005 was his pro debut in MMA. He's got two inches of reach on Schultz plus 330. They tend Schultz, nicknamed Russo. Why? No idea. <laughs> okay. You can get to the bottom of that because it's an interesting nickname. 22-5-1, uh, four knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 11-2-1 in the PFL. Very solid record there. Uh, over his last four fights, he's got loss-win-loss-win. So he did win his last fight. He's 2018 and 2019 finalist at PFL Championship. So very close to the million million twice. 0-1 in World Series of Fighting. 2011 was his pro-made debut. Boxing stats in his favor. Uh, boxing, excuse me. Is in on his resume as a pro boxer. Six years younger than Stevens, an inch taller, minus 390. You know me, i got to take chalk here again, but there's no reason not to.
0: Yeah, I, I've been chalky on this card so far too, and and probably a lot more chalky than I usually am. But yeah, in this case, Schultz is a guy who's shown that he's like he, he's pretty damn good everywhere. Like I, I like his submission skills. I, I like how hard he hits. Like he he's had some really great fights. He he beat the hell out of Marching Held in that fight. Um, he's shown he can stuff takedowns. He's shown he can submit people when he gets them down. Uh, yeah, I, I just have a tough time imagining, uh, imagining that Jeremy Stevens has anything for him because in fact, like Schultz went to a very close decision. I think it was a split with Olivier Mercier, And like, if you can do that with, with OAM at this point in time in OAM's career, you can definitely do it with Jeremy Stevens at at this point in Jeremy yeah. Stevens' career because he's definitely past his prime not the same guy anymore This will be his fiftieth fight um and I think he's just gonna get scheme rolled
1: if you can handle a Canadian gangster, Dan then you can handle a little heathen right that's yeah
0: you know those Canadian gangsters
1: yes yes okay um more on the Canadian gangster on tomorrow's podcast. but what I want to tell you about now is our thanks free roll if you like Super Bowl squares, who doesn't you're going to love what we have for the Degens on Thanksgiving. Our friends at Play Action Pools have set up us up with a football bingo contest for Thursday's slate. It's simple to join and free to play in the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card to see if you have that player. If you do, check the box. If you get bingo, you'll win $100 cash and $100 SGPN gift card, all coming out of gumby's pocket so make sure you get into the sgpn app and get going with that okay um it's household names in the next couple of fights i would have to say dan <laughs> right by my definition absolutely definitely but i i think by almost almost any definition uh so the main the main event of the prelims are featherweights marlon Moraes versus shaman morais um, this originally was going to be some um, um, Shane Burgos. So Maurice is taking this on short. How, how long notice? Do you remember?
0: Ah, uh, it's a couple of weeks, I think, for, for okay. Shane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I forgot to mark that down. So we'll tell you about Marlin of the Maurices first. Magic Marlin, 23-10 and one. 10 knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out seven times, submitted twice. This is his debut. I wrote down kinda. Because he did fight in World Series of Fighting before uh, they changed their brand to PFL. Um, He has lost four straight fights. He's won one of his last six. All of his losses come via knockout or TKO. All of his last four losses. His last win was December of 2019. He was 11-0 in World Series of Fighting and the champion there at Bantamweight. This one's up in Featherweight. He did fight Shaman Marais during his reign of terror in World Series of Fighting, August 2015, and submitted him. So this is a rematch. 2007 was his pro debut in MMA. He also was a Muay Thai fighter and a kickboxer, plus 120. Shaman Morais, 14 to 6, six knockouts, one submission, been knocked out twice, submitted twice. Uh, three and one over his last four fights. However, he did lose his last fight. He's gone three and two in the PFL. He went two and three in the UFC. He also was in World Series of Fighting, where he went three and one. As I mentioned, the one loss was to Marlon Morais, 2012 was his pro MMA debut. He's a Muay Thai and a kickboxing champion. Two years younger than Marlon, two inches taller, five inches of reach, minus 140. Marlon Moraes, automatic fade for me, even if he's not fighting a guy with heavy hands like Shaman Marais. Well, he's got six knockouts out of 14 wins, so it's not like he's got pillow, pillows for fists, but um, yeah, Marias is automatic fade at this point. So give me Shaman.
0: I'm actually going to go dogging this one. I uh, am going to take, yes. uh, take Marlon Marias. I am going to take he, Marlon Marias. Here's why. I. I I hear your point. He's been knocked out a lot of times. He's, and that's super alarming. Corey Sanhagen, Rob Font, Marab uh Song Yudong, all you know, sent him to the shadow realm in kind of a vicious way. The last person he beat was Jose Aldo. But I will say this: in, in that first three minutes of that Rob Font fight, looked great. In the first round of the Marab Devalishvili fight, looked great. In the first round of the Corey Sanhagen fight, didn't look bad. So like, he's looked good. Right up until he was knocked out. So to my point here, while, you know, the, the knockouts are cumulative, I can't tell you how many times I've said that on the show. And like, you can't just say like, Oh, this guy hits less hard. So he's not going to get knocked out. Shane Moraes just doesn't have a style where he like head hunts. He works the body a lot. He works the legs a lot. Um, And if he does that here against Marlon Moraes, I actually think Marlon Moraes is a little bit sharper on the feet. As long as he avoids the big concussive blow for the fifth straight fight I actually think Marlon Marias is a little bit better of a fighter here than Shaymin Marias is. And I think he's got a submission advantage too. And should this somehow wind up in a clinch or something like that? I, I think he could probably get it done there. I think his wrestling's underrated. He used that a little bit against Corey Sandhagen back, uh, way back when. So yeah, give me Marlon Marias. I, I think uh, for my, my dog play here on the prelims, I'll take him.
1: You just described pretty much every fighter, every washed up fighter. Um, they look good in t- in, until they don't, and they're looking up at at the lights. That's so.
0: that's not true. Frankie Edgar didn't look good until
1: he got knocked out. He looked bad until he got
0: knocked out, and then he. That's knocked because him.
1: he's past. He, he he stayed past the 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 point where he looks good and then gets knocked out. He he. Yeah, that's, he that's the next stage is you just get like Chuck Liddell. You just get knocked out immediately. So.
0: Oh well, no no Chuck Liddell looked good oh, right up until the got. end though. Here's our yeah. argument for Chuck Liddell. Good the Rich Franklin right. fight he was winning he was winning
1: yeah but he's between, fought a lot but... since then that's a problem has he he's... fought a lot since then No, not I'm a gonna... lot he has fought I'm though since
0: i'm that, gonna so. put the intern on that
1: no, he's, he's fought he fought uh that um like his rival tito ortiz it looked horrible. yeah
0: that that one doesn't count
1: all right fine all right uh we the don't last count
0: fights that tito wins
1: <laughs> no, it's true uh, that's actually a good policy to have all right the last fight we're gonna have is uh women's featherweight fight it's Slotted right smack dab in the middle of the main card tomorrow. It is Julia Bud versus Aspen Ladd. Um, I'm gonna tell you about Julia Bud first. The Julia, the jewel bud. 16-4, 6 knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out twice, submitted once, one and one in PFL, lost her last fight. Used to fight at lightweight. Nine and one in Bellator and the champion there. Four and one, 4 and zero, oh, excuse me, in Invicta. Two and two in strike force, ten and two in kickboxing. Two inches height, four inches of reach on Aspen Ladd, plus 190. Lad is 9-3, and 3, six knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out once. This is her PFL debut. She's lost two straight fights, and is only won one of her last four. She used to fight at a bantamweight, had a lot of weight cutting issues, as we know. Um, four and three in the UFC, 5-0 and 0 in Evicta, 12 years younger than Jewel, minus 220. I guess I got to take Lad. I really don't have much faith in her, but the age gap is massive, and uh, I think Julia Budd's pretty much... Uh, Done for even though she is a Canadian I, I do have to go against her here um I think her best days are definitely well past her and I'm going with the younger fighter
0: yeah I'm not sure how good her best days even were
1: um yeah to be pioneer but, but
0: yeah yeah like like I I mean like she she be if you're going back and looking for her like best wins like I, I mean like you you got a strike force challengers win over Jermaine Durandamy who was only two and one at the time uh but apart from that like you know she's beating Marlos Conan after Marlos Conen was like in her prime, like a retirement or Marlos Conen fight. I mean, I guess a, a split decision win over Arlen Blanco might be a good one, but she beat like Caitlin Young, at, you know, like it, Caitlin Young's advanced age. And she got beat up by Jenna Fabian last time. So I, I see a lot of people out there, and, and I've seen a lot of posts about it too, fading Aspen Ladd here. And I get it. Aspen Ladd let us down in the UFC by missing weight like 81 times and she looked lackluster against Norma Dumont and she didn't look necessarily lackluster against Raquel Pennington but she looked like she got beat by Raquel Pennington but like this is somebody who knocked out Yana Kunitskaya not that long ago so yeah like whole bunch of canceled bouts is obviously like an alarm uh but like if this bout gets canceled you still get your money back so uh if you're gonna lay on this one I think Aspen Ladd is like an easy pick, to be honest with you. i, I think she's so much more talented than Julia Bud,
1: yeah. Uh, i I looked for reasons to uh, to take Bud and fade at uh, Lad because um you know, with plus money and everything, but I just couldn't find any. so um yeah, I was is... like
0: I was like even trying to draw a path to victory for Julia yeah. Bud. I was like, maybe she. Puts her up against the cage, and then I'm like, no, fucking Aspen Lad's so strong, and like. That's why she
1: not, has trouble cutting weight.
0: She's yeah, big. Yeah. She's she's not, and, and now she doesn't have to cut as much, right? This one's at 45, yep. so you know, like you could say, I don't know, is Bud gonna wear her out? No, she's not gonna wear her out. She gonna take her down? I don't think that's gonna happen. So like, the only path to victory I could draw for Julia Bud was like Aspen Lad comes out and like forgets she has to throw punches. Uh, like she did against Norma Dumont and then loses that way. But like I, I, she already proved that that was kind of like a weird mental hiccup and it's behind her in the Raquel Pennington fight, right? She didn't look great in the Raquel Pennington fight, but man, did she look like she was trying to win at least. And I think as long as she tries to win here, she beats Julia, But Yep.
1: Yep. So that concludes the prelims. Pretty solid prelims. Um, Got a lot of... And these! On it. These are free! <laughs> it's true. The, uh, other than the Bud Lad uh, fight, that's, that's right. right. But yeah, the rest are free. So, in conclusion, or recapping, we both have Lad, uh, Dan has Marlin Morais, I have Shaman, Morais, both have Schultz, both have Magomed, Karimov, both have did Sheva both have Walsh? So I think I don't want to say easy picks, but um, I think we had pretty clear winners for each fight. Not saying that they're actually going to come through and win, but on paper, um, most of most of the picks were clear. And then Gumby got a little crazy as he does. So that's the way it goes. That's why you love him.
0: Yeah, that's why you love me. Also, I will say PFL always has a way of finding like one wild underdog to win on the card but i think maybe that might come uh, a little bit later on in this one
1: so yeah a little little teaser for tomorrow tomorrow make sure you tune in on your way to go get some turkey (laughs) exactly even though it's a holiday for the americans we never rest here we are going to um, stick stuff in your ears and it won't be a turkey it will be the main card breakdown for pfl hopefully you will all enjoy it enjoy it and enjoy this oh i've got i told you when it's happening but it's also happening in the hulu theater in madison square gardens new york city new york so there you go if you want to go see it go ahead what are the tickets for this did you check this one dan or no
0: i did not check this was not at a time that was conducive to me going no. regardless yeah the day after thanksgiving driving into new york city during black friday that i sounds think like, oh yeah sounds yeah yeah like I think I probably have
1: to bet. <laughs> yep. I think that's probably the right move. So you're, you're going to pay the 50 bucks and watch the pay. Oh yeah. Obvi- obviously.
0: Obvi- obviously. I
1: don't know why <laughs> he keeps laughing when I say that, but yes. Anyhow, um, we'll get out of your ears. You can get prepared for your Turkey day and then and football day. And then we'll, like I said, we'll be back in yours to talk about more PFL tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Uh, get in the discord. I'm sure people will be chatting about PFL come Friday um so make sure you and go on the fat guy food aisle in the discord and you can i'm sure there'll be lots of good pictures tomorrow of people's thanksgiving spreads so that would be sports slash discord um if you're a new person in the in the fight channel say hi let us know you're a new person and and we shall welcome you um twitter the flaming dumpster fire that is twitter we're at sgpn mma gumby runs that i am at jeff fox writer he's at gumby vreeland um uh, gumby has the all pfl episode of the top turtle mma podcast that just showed up in my feed what overnight or this morning right
0: this morning yeah this
1: yeah. morning you want to tell the people what they can listen to on that yeah we've got
0: interviews with olivier all here as he goes for a million bucks and his opponent stevie ray uh so we got both of those uh on deck and uh shockwave will try his best to say uh some of the names of the people on this card
1: Fine, <laughs> you said mer- you said mercier so i don't think uh if you live in a glass house you shouldn't be throwing stones about pre- pronunciation it's M- mercier, mercier. <laughs> it's like cormier all right so make sure you listen to top turtle uh read all our stuff sports and you can read my additional mma readings and whatnot at moneymma.substack.com that is enough for now we'll be back to you tomorrow in your ears until that time i will remain jeff russo fox gumby will remain dangerous gumby reeland and we will talk to you tomorrow bye